Town bus services expected to be up and running by next year. Article by Suzanne Pender. The highly anticipated Carlow Town bus service this week received a firm funding commitment and is expected to be operational at the end of 2022. Director of Services Padraig O'Gorman confirmed at Thursday's meeting of Carlow Municipal District that the Carlow Town Bus Service had received a commitment for funding. It is understood the Council has received verbal confirmation of this funding promise, with written confirmation expected in the coming days. Plans for the service had been paused last year due to COVID and a re-look at revenue and operational costs by the National Transport Authority, the NTA. At a meeting with NTA here last year, we were told that Carlo was top of the town's list when it came to consideration, and now it looks like that commitment has been realised, said Mr O'Gorman. The Director of Services stated that Carlo County Council would now carry out a road safety audit, while Transport Infrastructure Ireland, the TII, could confirm route selection. Mr O'Gorman expects tendering to be launched by the end of 2021, which would be followed by a procurement process. This is very good news and it looks like the green light and the town bus is on its way, he said. Councillor John Casson remarked that while it was a long time coming, it was great that it was finally going to happen. He added that traffic issues in Carlow Town, particularly at school times, highlighted the urgent need for the service. Councillor Fergal Brown remarked that the challenge was now to ensure the service was used and encouraged the council to work with other areas that have bus services to learn from their mistakes to ensure the Carlow service is a success. Councillor Finton Phelan stated that Carlow Town needs a bus service and encouraged a coordinated approach and ease of access for the public. He asked that the council step up their negotiations with the train station to ensure there is a stop at that location. Councillor Adrian Wallace remarked that the council needs to incentivise the bus service, ideally making it a free or subsidised service. I never doubted we would get the service. It was just a question of when, said an upbeat councillor, Andrea Dalton. Councillor Dalton requested that the last stop on the route would be the Woodford Dolman Hotel and asked that the council revisit the stops to ensure they are at the most suitable locations. Mr O'Gorman stated that the most realistic time frame for the bus service to be operational was the last quarter of 2022, pointing out that vehicles may have to be constructed as Carlow will have a fully electrified fleet. He stated that NTA would look at incentives to encourage the use of the service initially, as they did with other locations. He pointed out that the Kilkenny service offered fares at half price, one euro instead of two euro, in its initial stages. Offering a free service is a matter for NTA, but they did have incentives for a period in Kilkenny, and I'd expect they'd have something similar here, said Mr O'Gorman. Multi-storey car park needed at IT. Article by Suzanne Pender. Conditions should be placed on IT Carlo's next planning application, insisting it provides a multi-storey car park on site to alleviate the ongoing parking crisis at the college. Councillor John Casson's forthright suggestion was made at last Thursday's meeting of Carlo Municipal District. The independent councillor remarked that it was time the IT take a look at themselves on the issue of parking adding that the college don't seem to have much time for the residents living nearby. 
The debate began following a notice of motion from Councillor Adrian Wallace calling on the Municipal District to organise a meeting with the Institute of Technology Carlo, its Students' Union and nearby residents' associations to address the ongoing issues surrounding parking. Councillor Casson stated that while he appreciated the sentiments around the motion and was willing to second the motion, he felt it was a waste of time. The big problem now is that there are so many students driving to college because there is no accommodation, said Councillor Casson. The IT haven't moved with the times. They need a multi-storey car park. The IT don't seem to have much time for the residents there. This is going on a long time now and the students' union can only do so much. It's time the IT took a look at themselves. They have to put their hand in their pocket, said Councillor Casson. On their next planning application, it should be made a condition for them to provide a multi-storey car park. I know the college is absolutely great for the local economy, but it is a hassle for certain parts of the town, and we need to find a solution to this. Councillor Wallace said it was time to take the bull by the horns on this issue, adding that the parking issue has a negative effect for residents, particularly those pushing buggies or wheelchair users. She stated that there was a sense of frustration among residents that they were not being heard and it was important to get all the relevant parties together on this. Councillor Fergal Brown agreed that further planning by the college should include the provision of a car park. He remarked that paid parking could be introduced in neighbouring estates but said reaching an agreement would be difficult. It is a difficult situation to resolve and getting agreement on the approach is difficult. This isn't just about students, it's also about the people who are working in the college, said Councillor Brown. Councillor Andrea Dalton said the issue was about inconsiderate parking, and when people parked properly, the residents don't have an issue. Senior Executive Officer Eamon Brophy stated that with a multi-storey car park, it was very unlikely students could afford to pay for it, and that any such facility would have to be very heavily subsidised. He confirmed that the traffic warden would go to the housing estates but accepted it was a complex issue and was difficult to find a long-term solution. The motion was then passed despite the reservations of a number of members. Shop window smashed at Potato Market. Article by Elizabeth Lee. Gardaí have arrested and detained a teenager after he smashed a shop window in Carlow Town by throwing a chair through it. The 19-year-old was arrested at approximately 6.30am on Monday morning after he threw a chair at a premises on Potato Market, Carlow. In an unrelated incident, a window of a residence in Father Byrne Park, Greg Cullen, was also broken. The incident occurred in the early hours of Saturday morning when the homeowner heard a loud bang. When he got up to investigate, he discovered the smash window. A similar incident occurred at Parkgate Tullow at 3.30am on Saturday morning when a window was broken at a residence there. Man found dead in Carlow Town, article by Suzanne Pender. Garthy confirmed yesterday, Monday, that investigations are continuing into the discovery of a body in Carlow Town over the weekend. The 25-year-old male was found dead in Penny Lane, Tullow Street at approximately 11.30pm on Saturday night. The body was later removed to University Hospital Waterford for a post-mortem. It is understood the discovery was made by Gardaí and that foul play is not suspected. Food delivery man assaulted in Greg. 
article by Suzanne Pender. A delivery man was assaulted as he attempted to deliver food to a home in Greg Cullen on Sunday night. The assault took place at approximately 11.45pm on Sunday night at an apartment complex at Church Street, Greg Cullen. Garthy confirmed that the man was delivering Chinese food to an address, but when he knocked on the door he was immediately struck in the face. The assailant then took the food out of the delivery man's car and returned inside his home. The delivery man is understood to have suffered bruising to his face. Garthy are treating the matter as robbery and investigations are continuing. Excellent turnout for unveiling of new statue to Kevin Barry. Article by Charlie Keegan. The green in Rathvilly was the focal point on Sunday afternoon for the unveiling of a life-sized statue of the Irish patriot Kevin Barry, executed on the 1st of November 1920 by his British captors. Barry had strong connections to the Rathvilly area and the unveiling was performed by the patriot's nephew, Kevin Barry, from Tom Bay, Hackettstown. The statue was crafted by Dublin sculptor William Malone, who was present for Sunday's unveiling. The day's celebration opened with a parade headed by a pony and trap, with tricolours flying on either side. The St. Coleman's Pipe Band from Ballandagan, Wexford, played traditional Irish songs, while also present were reenactment groups bearing rifles from the War of Independence era. There was also a contingent from St. Patrick's National School, Rathvilly, the school Kevin Barry attended for three years. There was a hugely enthusiastic welcome from members of the Derry Lochan Kevin Barry GAA Club who travelled from Tyrone. The club banner in the green and white bore a photo in one corner of the man to whom the club is dedicated. The guests included former Taoiseach Bertie Ahern, Bishop Dennis Nulty and Lord and Lady Rathdonnell. Also present were elected members of Carlow County Council, whose Cahirlach, Councillor Finton Phelan, laid a wreath at the statue. Other wreaths were laid by members of the Barry family, the Kevin Barry Commemoration Committee and the Carlow Decade of Commemoration Committee. A musical aspect was provided by singer-songwriter PJ Murrahy from County Clare, who provided a stirring rendition of the ballad Kevin Barry, backed by Adrian Ryan from Gary Hill. The Rathvilly Kevin Barry Commemorative Committee had planned to unveil the statue in 2020, but the advent of the COVID-19 pandemic meant that it had to be deferred. Michael Moriarty was a very capable MC. Michael told the Assembly, As a parish, as a community and as a county, we are very proud of our local hero who travelled daily with his brother Michael from the family farm in Tombay to attend the national school in this village, from 1911 to 1914. Martin Deering, chairperson of the Commemorative Committee, said that following its formation in October 2019, there had been an outstanding response from the local community and they had never been refused a donation for the statue project. Donations were received from home and abroad. Martin paid tribute to all who participated in the parade and in a special mention for the Tyrone GAA presence, said that the Red Hand County was the first outside Europe to win Sam Maguire, a reference to Britain's withdrawal from the EU, which raised a great cheer for the northern visitors. He paid tribute to the Mountjoy prison governor Martin O'Neill, who had provided the gates of the cell in which Kevin Barry was imprisoned to the committee. 
The gates, he said, will form part of a museum that is planned for the village. There was a reading by committee member Tom Kenny, Oscailge, of the proclamation of 1916 made by Padraig Pearce on the steps of Dublin's GPO. Keynote speaker Turtle Bunbury told the audience, Kevin Barry's life was to be full of firsts. He was the first volunteer captured in action since the Easter Rising. He was the first person to be tried by court-martial under a new law. They wanted the names of his accomplices, he told them nothing. And so, not only was he to become the first person executed since the Rising, but he would also be the first person executed in the War of Independence. In a brief address, Kevin Barry from Tom Bay thanked everyone who had made this historic occasion possible. A colour party from the Defence Forces was in attendance and Lieutenant Thomas Monaghan lowered and subsequently raised the national flag before the playing of the national anthem by the combined bands of Ballandagan and the prison service. <laughs>